Thank you very much indeed. Over the next half hour, I'll be taking a look at some of the stories that made 2014. The series continues tomorrow and New Year's Eve with part two of the year in review and a special extended look at the Irish water saga. And speaking of water... Twenty fourteen started with a bang with two of the worst storms to ever hit the country battering the north, west and south in January and February. Over two hundred and sixty thousand homes were left without power, the roof of Kent Station in Cork was blown off, and serious flooding caused damage in places including Limerick and Galway. John Crow is the mayor of County Clare. We are standing here at the corner of O'Looney's. If you look down there to where the children's playground is, all the bottle banks had been pushed away with the tide, and that's several metres in from the seafront. Further down there, when you see the railings, there were huge big rocks pushed over those railings. At Doolin Pier, there was a rock that must have been at least 10 tonne weight, just popped up on the slipway as if it were a pebble. Go back to Carrigaholt. We had a whole road washed away completely. Well, you and I are standing now about 20 or 30 feet above sea level and if you had been standing here on the morning of the storm there would have been about 8 or 10 feet of water above your head and there was a storm on the horizon for the government what came to be known as the Gardagate controversy whistleblowers John Wilson and Morris McCabe brought forward allegations of the wrongful cancellation of penalty points Garda Commissioner Martin Callanan's appearance before the Public Accounts Committee to answer the claims gave rise to a quote that would resonate for months to come. There isn't a whisper anywhere else from any other member of the Garda Shikona uh, about this corruption, this malpractice and all of those things that are levelled against their fellow officers. Uh, I, 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 frankly, I think it's quite disgusting. On a personal level, I think it's quite disgusting. But penalty points was only one side of the story. Soon followed more claims which heaped pressure on Callanan and Justice Minister Alan Shatter. In February, reports emerged that the Garda Ombudsman offices in Dublin had been bugged. I think we should just um, think about some of the language uh, here. Okay. Um, the terminology of bugged, um, I don't concur with. Okay. I certainly um, suspect or potentially suspect that we may have been under some form of surveillance. Okay. I have no indi- information in my possession that any other Ombudsman office has ever been under that type of surveillance. And Fianna Fáil leader Micheál Martin brought forward a dossier with more claims of Garda misconduct. I have sent material now to the Taoiseach in relation to other issues that the whistleblower has raised pertaining to issues outside of the penalty points um, dossier. But which relates to the failure to fulfil basic functions in terms of a range of cases, very, very serious cases involving abduction, assault uh, and ultimately murder. The allegations lumped pressure on both Callanan and Shatter to go. Independent TDs became some of the strongest critics. Here's what Mick Wallace had to tell the minister in the dole. Minister, you look up here at us and you'd say, how dare those people with their long hair and raggy jeans have the audacity to challenge you? Well, I want to tell you something. The people of Wexford that elected me to come in here didn't elect me to come in here and approve of your behaviour. They put me in here to challenge it. Thank you, David. It's time for you to go, Minister, and bring the Commissioner with you. And the whistleblowers found themselves an unlikely ally in the Minister for Transport, Leo Varadkar. They released the information in an effort to expose bad practice and to protect the public. 
and they did so through Oireachtas members, which is expressly provided for in the Guard Act of 2005. And so, speaking on my own behalf, and of the thousands of families who've had to endure the pain and loss that flows from the death of a loved one on the road, I want to thank Sergeant McCabe and Mr Wilson for their service. The Garda Inspectorate report into penalty points found inconsistent and widespread breaches of policy, prompting calls for the Commissioner to go. Martin Callanan tried to clarify his disgusting comment to the PAC, but on March 25th came the news of his departure. Morning. The Garda Commissioner Martin Callanan has resigned in the wake of the penalty points and whistleblower controversies. He, informed he said the controversies were distracting from the force's work. His deputy Noreen O'Sullivan took over as acting commissioner. Alan Shatter seemed to have escaped the string of controversies until Sean Gearan's report into the allegations of Garda misconduct was published in April. I wish to announce for the information of the House that I'm advising the President to accept the resignation of Deputy Alan Shatter as a member of the government. I've accepted the Minister's resignation with regret. I'd like to thank him for his service to the government and to, to the country. He has been rightly recognised as an exceptionally hard-working, radical and reforming Minister. The Minister's decision to resign follows the receipt of the report of Mr Sean Gearan SC on review of action taken by Angarda Siakhana pertaining to certain allegations made by Sergeant Morris McCabe. Elsewhere. We have communicated to the family members that um, after more than 30 hours without any contact with the aircraft. We believe it, it, that the family members should prepare themselves for the work. Malaysian Airlines Flight 370 from Kuala Lumpur to Beijing disappeared without trace less than an hour after takeoff on the 8th of March. It spawned several international searches in the South China Sea for all 239 passengers. The wait and lack of news was grievous for the families of the missing. I'm running up the escalator now to try and get to the top so that we can bring you these pictures if we can. Should have gone to the gym. Here we go. Top of the stairs. We're talking about uh, bereaved families uh, here, potentially. We don't know what's happened to that place. These police are linking arms. Uh, these women wanted to talk to us, and they are linking arms and preventing any members of the media speaking uh, to these women. They basically just want to express in their own words how, frankly, frustrated beyond belief they are that they have had no information over the last 12 days. And the authorities very keen to make sure that that doesn't happen. And back home, rehab CEO Angela Kearns faced tough questions from Sinn Féin's Mary Lou MacDonald at the PAC over her salary and the €10,000 profit on lottery ticket sales of €4 million. We span general industry and may I just say to you that the benchmark for the post of the group chief executive is based on general industry. Can I thank you, Ms. Cairns, for the sympathetic view you have for those of us who are ignorant of the uh, full magnitude of your role? Uh, can I tell you that the general public is well aware that rehab is a group? Uh, we are well aware and well conversant in this committee with the variety of activities. But can I also put it to you that you earn more than the President of the United States of America? You earn more than the Taoiseach here senior ministers here. 
Angela Kearns would eventually retire from her role. She started legal action against the committee, claiming they overstepped the mark in its questioning and comments. Coming up on News Talk Lunchtime, the Second Cold War. In the case of Ukraine, our Western partners have crossed a red line. The government faces its sternest test yet. They are midterm elections, and as I said, using Barack Obama's phrase, um, the Labour Party, uh, you know, has taken a shot at you. And what's provoked this Fianna Fáil senator? Very raucous, taking people awake. 